Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to New Heights Educational Group Radio Show. My name is Kaden Behan, your host and a volunteer for New Heights Educational Group. Today we're going to be talking about how to prepare for back to school. Summer is almost over, so teachers, students, and parents are going to need helpful tips as to how to prepare for their new year schedule. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. Now I'm going to begin with tips for how to get prepared for back to school. The summer is almost over and it's time to start preparing for back to school. Today's radio show will be on tips to help parents, teachers, and students prepare for the new year. First off, we're going to talk about supplies. July marks the beginning of the second biggest shopping season of the year. As parents prepare to shell out big to get their kids equipped for the coming school year, parents with school-aged children expect to spend on average an almost $635 on back-to-school shopping this year, while parents of college-age students will spend around $835, according to a survey by the National Retail Federation. With the cost of school supplies and technology creeping up and the economy still on shaky ground, more and more families are looking to cut costs when it comes to restocking for school and college. Here are five tips to help you find the best deals of the back-to-school season. Tip number one, get organized. As with any shopping, a plan helps, says John Lau, founder of BeFrugal.com, an online couponing site. First, make a shopping list. With that list, you can estimate the things, what things will cost you, and then you can have a budget. Take time to sit down with your back-to-school shopping list and set up a plan of attack. Have a preset spending limit, which will help you make comparison shopping easier, allowing you to decide where to shop and what trade-offs you can afford to make. Lau says, in doing this, you might look for items that you already have. So, for example, do you really need to get your child a new laptop? Maybe there's another one in the house they can repurpose, he says. Planning overall will help you think of what items you really need. Tip number two, shop early and shop late. Avoid shopping at major back-to-school retailers during the peak of the shopping season, which falls around mid to late August, says Brad Wilson, founder of coupon site bradsdeals.com. To get the best deals, don't shop when the retailers expect everyone else to be shopping. The retailers know that people are in the market and that they're not as patient at that point, and the pricing reflects that. 
Instead, try searching for deals and discounts online and in stores before or after the August rush. In July, retailers are a little less certain. They have a lot of inventory, and they haven't started to sell through it. They want to get off to a good start, and they're a little bit more competitive with their prices. At the same time, in September, it's later in the season, and they're going to start cutting prices on things they have too much of, and you're going to see a lot of great deals from that angle. Use your planned out budget to prioritize when and how you shop. If you're very particular about getting a certain item, you're better off shopping early because you can run the risk of not being able to locate or find this item later. And the other stuff, you can shop late. If it's binders or pencils or that sort of stuff that perhaps you're happy with any generic kind. You can also buy at any time, perhaps when you see a great price, and then perhaps at the end of the season when retailers are trying to close out some of these supplies. Tip number three, go online. Avoid the hassle, time crunch, and crowds of brick-and-mortar stores and save money by beginning your search for back-to-school sales online. We see by far the majority of deals are online, Wilson says. That's a lot. There's a lot of reasons for this. Everything from sales tax situation still being very friendly online to the ubiquity of online coupon codes to the fact that there's a lot of pricing and it just starts better at some of the e-commerce stores. Don't just limit your online search to big-ticket items, Wilson says. We've seen great deals on everything from Sharpie highlighters to textbooks to sheets to moving boxes. And a lot of things that you wouldn't ever think about getting online are online at better prices, including a lot of the boring staple-type stuff that you might not really think about. Even if you prefer to do your shopping in person, go online to find the savings to shop Offline is still a smart thing to do. Use retailers' websites and bargain sites to comparison shop and scout out discounts that you can use to help maximize your time and budget at retail stores. Tip number four, look for coupons. Be on the lookout for student-focused deals that only pop up during the back-to-school season, Wilson says. Many technology retailers, including Best Buy and Apple, offer back-to-school deals on computers that only work with a .edu student email address, Wilson says. Otherwise, take time to browse through weekly circulars and search online coupon sites. The main thing that I wish people would realize, Wilson adds, is how prevalent coupons and offers are for really every store. Wilson says, on any given day, I would say 9 out of 10 stores have some kind of discount that you can either print out or take to the store or use online. All of those discounts add up. In the case of retail shopping, this isn't to get 25 cents off a can of green beans and that kind of thing. It's get $10 off at Macy's or 20% off at Bed Bath & Beyond and on and on and on. He says, if you're cutting 20% off or 20 bucks off of each of half dozen big purchases you're making, you're going to end up in pretty good shape. Tip number five, look for pre-owned goods. When shopping for college students, don't be afraid for a second-hand, to look for second-hand or gently used items, Wilson says. Everything from textbooks to laptops to furniture can be bought second-handed or rented, often at a lower cost than might be found at a campus bookstore. We're certainly seeing more pre-owned options in stores and marketplaces, and there's an increasingly large amount of coupons and offers to be had there as well, Wilson says. Believe it or not, there's actually coupons for a lot of these sites. On Chegg.com, BookRenter.com, and places like that, even though they're already 80% off the new price, there's also often a coupon code 
on top of that, which most people aren't aware of. When parents are shelling out hundreds of dollars for back-to-school goods, those discounts come in handy. This information is taken from U.S. News' Eric Bricker. For more information on textbooks, specifically for those of you who are going to have children heading to college or college students yourselves, if you're listening in, here are a growing number of ways to save money on this expensive purchase. There's a shame for the publishing business, which loves 8 million textbook market. McGraw-Hill, Pearson, Cengage Learning, and other publishers have regular captive audience every fall and spring. Just like doctors prescribe expensive drugs to patients, professors assign expensive, expensive books to students. That's why many students and their parents pay $200 for a single book, dropping more than a grand per term on the books they'll never read again, assuming they even read them the first time. But this year, with textbook prices rising at least four times the rate of inflation, according to the Student Public Interest Research Group, publishers face some nascent competition. Entrepreneurs are rushing in with alternatives. And if you've already bought books this semester, don't worry. The options to save are multiplying daily, so you may be able to save even more next semester. One of the fastest growing options is renting books, which is a variation on buying them now and selling them back when you're done. If you buy a book in September at the campus bookstore for $100 and sell it back in December for $15, you essentially rented the book for $85. That's what Alan Martin realized when he was studying for a master's in procurement and acquisitions management, a niche degree geared to supply the chain market. In 2007, with two classes ago, he dropped out and started CampusBookRentals.com. Now he rents books to students at 6,000 colleges as the country's first largest textbook rental company. The company just received $20 million in funding in July. Four years ago, renting was like the holy grail, says Nicole Allen, textbook advocate for the Student Public Interest Research Group. Now you can easily rent at stores and online. But you might be able to do even better by shopping around. Rental companies still have to purchase the expensive new books, says Alan, and you're paying them for convenience. Rentals are great if you don't want to take time to sell back, says Vinny Thomas, a recent graduate who started the price comparison site affordabook.com. Thomas has seen textbooks sell on eBay for 10% of their sticker price. If you can buy one for that and relist it at the end of the semester, you can end up spending nothing. I've actually seen people who make money doing that, says Thomas. He suggests jumping on specials run by eBay and others that let you sell an item with a reduced commission charge. Watch out for eBooks. Amazon has launched textbook rentals on its Kindle, the biggest textbook rental site, Chegg, just started offering books for sale or rental. While you might find a deal, Alan is skeptical of eBooks, concerned that many expire and cost more than renting the hard copy. Also, students who currently buy used books won't be able to do that digitally, and it can be much harder to share a book with friends, she says. Instead, see if your professors will assign open-source textbooks. Two former Pearson employees started Flat World Knowledge in 2007 and have since published 40 books available free online and another print in digital formats for free. The company is targeting colleges' biggest classes like Intro to Sociology and Business 101, and expects to have 300,000 students use its text this school year. The founders raised $30 million from investors, including Berkman Digital Media Investments and Random House 
and are publishing a new model of textbook publishing. If you don't want to read a book on your computer, you can pay $35 to get a print copy or $30 to get an e-book, audiobook, or print it yourself PDF that never expires. That's a far cry for $200, and it looks like some healthy competition. Also, what I personally found is that when you are accepted into your school and you can find your Facebook, your college Facebook group online, there are many Facebook groups that are specifically designed for a specific school where students are able to sell and bargain prices for different textbooks. I found this is really helpful in your search process because a lot of the students are going to have the same books that you're going to need because it's going to be specific for your school and for the core courses that many colleges have that are specific to the school. You're going to be able to find those course textbooks much easier. Since everybody is going to have to take those classes, you'll find a better deal on the books once they start to sell them. Also, this information earlier was taken from Forbes' Emily Lambert. Back to school schedule. These are now some tips against the grain of the supplies, but more how to adjust to your back-to-school schedule and getting organized for the new school year. And this is an article by Cynthia Uhr, author of Complete Idiot's Guide to Getting Organized. With the start of school, families face new organization challenges. School bells ring and so do early morning alarm clocks. Paper piles swell as handouts and homework stream into the house. Shorter autumn days bring hectic round of sports, activities, and events, and calendars fill with cryptic notes. Can the holidays be far behind? Get organized now for the best school year and use these ideas to prepare your home and your family for the busy days ahead. Here's tip number one. Use your family into the new school year schedule. The first day of school is no time for a drastic adjustment of household sleep schedules. Instead, ease children back into a school year routine gradually. During the last two weeks of summer, reintroduce a school year bedtime. Begin waking late sleepers earlier and earlier, closer to the hour they'll need to to rise when school begins. Also, don't neglect mealtimes. Younger children in particular need to adapt to new meal routines before the school day demands it of them. Plan meals and snacks to accustom little ones to rituals of the school day before the school year begins. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest-growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully-accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. Create a calendar central. Each school year floats on a few schedules, school functions, lunch menus, scout meetings, and music lessons. What do you do when you're drowning in paper? Nothing calms the school year chaos like Calendar Central, a centralized site for all family calendars and schedules. You'll need a family event calendar to track after-school activities, school programs, and volunteer work. Add specialized calendars and schedules, and you have it, a one-stop shop for family time management. Form is less important than function. A paper calendar with large squares lets you enter information easily. Pre-printed whiteboard calendars are easy to revise and necessary. Also, color coding entries by family member helps keep busy lives straight. Paper planner fans dedicate 
a planner section to serve as calendar central while tech savvy cyber girls store is the info in a smartphone or tablet and sync with multiple computers choose a calendar format that works for your family Post the family event calendar in a public space near the telephone. Use magnets to attach the calendar to the refrigerator or, tra- or tack it to a bulletin board. Add other calendars to Calendar Central, Central, such as school lunch menus, class assignment sheets, sports practice schedules, and other activities. When the room mother calls for field trip volunteers, you'll know at a glance whether you're free to join the group or on the bus that day. Students. Organize your class schedule on your media devices, whether it be on your computer, iPad, or iPod. Organizing your classes and setting reminders for assignments will help you stay on top of your work and not get overwhelmed. Another tip for students, get your teacher's contact information, and for college students, this is really important. You want to make sure that if you need help with a class, that you get that help early on in the year, or else the rest of the year may feel like a game of catch-up. Definitely get the email addresses and phone numbers for college students and ask your professors or teachers if they offer hours in which they provide tutoring or extra instruction. You can also ask them if they know older students who did well in their class and if they are available for tutoring as well. Keeping in touch with your teacher will help you do better in class to ask questions more easily and show your teacher that you have an interest in the class, which makes your teacher have a better outlook on you as a student, which is very useful, especially for high school students and college school college students, um, as recommendation letters become more and more important. High school students and college students start preparing for any standardized or special placement tests you have early on. For high schoolers, this can include SATs and ACTs, and you also want to start preparing for the college search and college essays as soon as possible. If you're a rising junior, you definitely want to put your uh, tests um, on the forefront of preparing for this year. You want to schedule those tests and take at least the time to check out which colleges you're interested in starting junior year, so that way you can base your expectations on the scores that you get for SAT and ACT and other standardized tests to see where you fit in with the colleges that you're interested in. If you're a rising senior, now is definitely the time to start to um, rectify your list of colleges and cut down on the unnecessary colleges that you feel like you're kind of sort of into but not as much because once you get to those college essays, you're definitely not going to want to apply to 20 colleges. You want to try to keep that list to around 10 to 12, and that's at the most. So for rising seniors, definitely plan ahead for these deadlines. Keep in mind that early action and early decision deadlines are November 1st and December 1st for most schools, and the rest of the deadlines take place most of the time in January of senior year. So you want to start planning early so that way you're not bombarded with essays and other information that you need to get taken care of before you apply. This can also include wrapping up or continuing your volunteer schedules and activities so that way you can report them accurately when you fill out your college applications. Students should also want to start to ask around about different volunteer and extracurricular activities if they're younger, especially once you start high school. 
This is a way you can incorporate your interests and your volunteer your interest and your academic side performing in volunteer activities. It's always good to start planning volunteer activities into your schedule early. Early on by means of early in high school, so your freshman and sophomore year. This will give you more of a chance to improve upon the skills that you're practicing at your volunteering or your extracurricular activity, and it also gives you more opportunity to grow and climb higher in the hierarchy of whatever volunteer activity you're interested in or you're participating in. And again, it gives you an advantage when applying to school because you'll have more experience in the area. So you'll have about, if you start from freshman year, you'll have four years of experience versus one or two. And this can be really beneficial to start planning early for your extracurricular activities and things that you want to be able to put on your college resume or talk about or just explore before you're too busy with college to perform in these activities that you enjoy. Overall, planning ahead for school is one of the best things that you can do to prepare yourself for a wonderful and organized school year. Additionally, for teachers, just a small note, there are a lot of, when we were talking about supplies, there are a lot of teacher discounts that you definitely want to look for. I know that Barnes & Noble offers teacher discount. Many supply stores offer teacher discounts as well. And so if you have your teaching ID or some sort of paperwork that proves that you're teaching for the local school district, I know that you can get oftentimes discounts on the supplies that you need for your classroom, or you can get discounts just in general if you want to pick up a book from Barnes & Noble, they'll give you a discount as well. We hope that these tips will help you and your families, and thank you for listening. Just wanted to announce next week's show will be on Common Core Curriculum in Ohio Schools. Pamela Clark is going to be hosting, and there's going to be a part one and two. Hopefully, we're going to have some special guests who are experts in this area and who will help provide varying views that are for the Common Core curriculum in Ohio and that are against the Common Core curriculum so that those in Ohio and who are affected by this can get a better view of what it is and the pros and cons that go along with it. Pamela will be discussing this, and there will be a part one, too. Like I said, it will be a long discussion, and we really hope that we get some callers from the area to call our number at 347-633-9225 with questions or any opinions that they have on the Common Core curriculum, especially since it affects Ohio area in general. We'd really love to hear the families that we serve and other families that are in this area who are affected by the Common Core curriculum change in schools to address this and give us your opinion. It'll really help not only us to better understand it and to approach this the situation, but to also help those who are listening to get more opinions and more sides on this curriculum change. So that'll be next week, August. Let me pull up my calendar, August 24th, and I won't be there that show or the next show, but I hope to join you guys again in two weeks. Thank you very much for listening. Just as a small note again, if you have any questions or if you're interested in learning more about New Heights Education, you can visit us at newheightseducation.org. You can call us 
at 419-786-0247. And you can email us at newhighesteducation at yahoo.com. We're always interested in helping families in need and having volunteers join our group and having tutors, especially we're in need of tutors to join our group as well. So if you're interested in participating, definitely contact us and we would love to have you. Thank you again. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels.